truth be told. This is Dr. Walter Aka. And Dr. Will Cradock. You notice that Dr. Cradock is back. Yeah, I, I know you guys have missed me. <laughs> I, I apologize. You had to listen to uh, the rants of a crazy man. You know, uh, unopposed uh, for too much, long. Pretty for much. Long. It was funny. I got a lot of feedback from uh, when I did about myself, and they were like, "You just sound crazy." He sound oh, like, see, he thank sound, you. They were like, they were saying how it basically sound like just I was just talking to myself and laughing at my own jokes and stuff like that. So it was sad. <laughs> that's gonna be an episode that we will forget a lost tape that episode. was that was gonna be an episode that we will absolutely forget and never talk about again but but today we're gonna to talk about uh kind of our experience through the educational system right um and how races played a part in that right know? i mean you know so in in dental school i mean so minorities if, if you don't know dr Cradock and i are african-american we're black well, I'm African American. You're just I'm straight African. From Ghana. I'm, I'm yeah, straight so from Ghana. So you could just say African. I wish. Uh, I mean, well, you I, know, I mean, you I want, guess yeah. you want to be politically correct nowadays, okay. right? I mean, so, people, so yeah. Do you, do you get that when like people like uh, when people say African American to you, like, oh, you know, you're African American? Sometimes it sounds foreign to them. Well, I correct them actually. I, I'm just like, oh no, I'm from Ghana. Oh, okay. And I look them right in their face too, because if you look right, in their, it just makes them uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, I'm from Ghana. And I smile and look at them. I'm like. And, and they're, they're like, like uh, uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> and they feel bad because <laughs> cause they felt like they, they insulted me somehow. See, I feel like, I mean, obviously African-American is, is a great term to use uh, for those who are wondering what they should say. But it's when they say it and they seem so uncomfortable saying it that it just, it just, it's obvious to me. When they're like, oh, well, you know, the fact that you're like... um you know, African American, you know, it just, it, it makes me like, what do you really want to say? Like, right. You know, right. Um, I had someone that asked me, is it inappropriate to call me Negro? Whoa. It, this was, this, a, this was a patient. No, this, this was a, this was a, a person in my undergrad and they legitimately so wanted they weren't, to know. They weren't like 90 no, years old or like 70. No, they were, they were in their 20s. The, they were literally, I think I was maybe the second black person they'd ever seen in their life. I'm just going off how they acted. They just. What it, part of, where, where, where was this at? This was at UCI. Oh, UC course. Irvine. Oh, of course. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. The, it's, the, the weird thing about it is I really didn't, uh, from this person, I, I mean, I truly. He was truly asking a question. Like he, he was wasn't, legit about he it. He wasn't saying it to like be funny or like impress people. Or expect, he legitimately wanted to know if, if you that could was. call you a Negro. He said, is that, is that offensive if I was to call you a Negro? Is, is that a, an offensive term? He was an international student. Um, and Well, it's different. Though. I hear that. Inter- I mean, like if you go overseas, like racism is kind of one of those things where people just it's blatant. It's like ingrained. Yeah. yeah they, they just basically put it out. Like you even told me about the story when you went to England. Oh yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. They, they were very open with their, uh, with, with their racism. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I was going, um, uh, I was in Manchester, um, going to a, a wedding of my, of my wife's, um, a family member and, uh, her cousin married a, a Caucasian male. Okay. Uh, and I met his brother. Uh, I, he he seemed like a nice, okay guy to me, and we're you know walking and talking, and you know he's like, oh, what do you do? And I said, I'm, oh, I'm a dentist, uh, and he was like, oh, are you? That's awesome. He was just like flabbergasted. He was like, oh man, you you must be really smart. And I was like, ah, I'm I'm okay, I'm right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, I would have been like, yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> um, but anyway, we were like walking down the streets of of Manchester, um, and he uh, he made a comment saying, you know, I I I never would have. I never thought I would be this comfortable walking down the street with a black man in my life and without without a knife in my pocket. And 
I sometimes I when I like really think things are bad, I think of that because he actually liked me. And when he gave a, a a speech, he talked about how awesome I was and how he was so glad to have met me. But that was probably one of the most racist things I've ever heard in my life. Like, how do you respond to something like that? I I still don't know. I stopped talking to him. I literally <laughs> I literally let him co- kept walking and I just stopped in place. And it was like, what's Will doing? Uh, Will is just taking a minute to just 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 take this in. Did he really just say that? And he and literally he did not expect anything. There was there was nothing like he, odd to he, it. He was like, okay. Yeah. No, other people heard him say it. Right. And, and what did everybody else reaction? Everyone with? else was from you know ac- across the pond. Oh, they so kind of they, they they oh okay cool. He just said something that was just, yeah. Oh, and, he really likes Will. Oh, oh he feels comfortable walking down the street with him. Forget That's, that. Forget the part about the yeah. whole knife and the <laughs> yeah and the black. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, uh, so so that's where we're at over here. Wow. Now, I mean, I remember the craziest thing that, well, one of the craziest thing that was ever said to me directly. And again, another person that, I mean, to this day, we're still friends, uh-huh. but he basically was like, oh, but also he was from uh, Minnesota. So I, I, I don't know if that plays a factor in it. So I'm going to put it out and say that. I'm hoping <laughs> that's, that's what, I'm hoping that's what happened. But he basically, we were in school, first year of dental school. He was like, oh, well, I mean, you got in because of affirmative action, right? Oh, yeah, and he straight up just looked at me. He's like, yeah, right? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you just got in because of affirmative action, right? They have to have a certain number. And mind you, I'm the only black guy in the, in the class. Uh-huh. And I'm like, if they got me in because of affirmative action, they did a horrible job. <laughs> like the dumbest, that was the worst attempt at affirmative action when it's just me. Like I showed up, they were like, oh, oh. we got we got one. That that's the worst attempt at affirmative action. You know, you know what and, the funny thing is, because I've I've definitely heard the same thing, um, and a lot of people still assume that that is you know how it happens, right? Um, but they don't really understand how that works. Like affirmative action has been done with uh, for a long time. Uh, people still believe that that's happening, and, and and people still think that oh wow. Like for example, I remember when they created a Rooney Rule. Mm-hmm. Remember, like in the NFL, where basically you have to. Uh, uh, at least interview mm-hmm, yeah. interview a minority. I remember how upset people were, and mind you, just the people were in in um in, in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, your owner was the one that came up with this rule. It's called the Rooney Rule. <laughs> if anything, you should be proud and be like, oh wow, we're actually progressive in this realm. Exactly. But they were mad that their owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers created a rule that said, why don't you try giving people a chance? They may surprise you. Yeah. Look at Toronto's um, GM. Everybody thought he was crazy when he got rid of the coach of the year for basketball. Oh, when yeah. When he got rid of the coach of the year, he got rid of their star player, and now they're going to the play uh, to, to the finals. This year. I mean, they're going to lose. Yeah, they're going to lose horribly. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a massacre. But. And if he leaves next year, then it's, <laughs> he literally decimated the city. But well, for right now, it's all good. It's all, but, it's all but that's cakes. what I'm saying. You you have a minority um, owner or GM mm-hmm. who's killing it. Yeah, unfortunately, he's from Nigeria. But that's well, that's another story <laughs> for another day. You know, what I mean, if he was Ghanaian, I'd have more respect. Uh, but you know, that, th- these sort of things that happen, right? And and we're gonna talk about our experiences in dental school because we had literally the complete opposite experience. Oh yeah, you went to Howard, majority. African American yeah. minorities, right? One of the few places on the planet where such is true, yeah. right? Right. And I went to University of Pittsburgh, where I was the only black male. Um, actually, I was one of two uh, black males in the whole 
school. Which was basically my experience every year uh, until Howard. <laughs> right. See, and I was very surprised. I'd get there and I see one other person and he's like, hey, come up here. And it was funny because I shout out to Chad. Uh, but he, he comes up to you. Hey, come over here. Now, as you can see, you and I are the only ones here. <laughs> and he said it, and I was like, uh, see what? what do you, okay, yeah, uh-huh, I see that. He goes, you got to pass. Oh, you yeah. You got to get through. Oh, yeah. Whatever it takes, we're going to make sure. And there was another girl that was in his class. So he was the fourth year, and I was the first year. Okay. And no one in between. No other black people in between. Mm-hmm. So it was just him, and he's about to leave in one year. Yeah. And that's going to be me and my, the whole, I mean, literally, it's going to be me in the school. As a as a as a black representative, okay. it's kind of like the Dave Chappelle show. We nominate Walter for the black you know, caucus. <laughs> it was just me. It was just you're me. one. It was you're just one, me. Walt. You, know? you got to do it. And, and so and, and so they basically pulled. Uh, it was me and and my two friends um, who were the black girls in in my class. So it was just three black people, uh-huh. and then him and his um, one um, cl- uh, classmate who was she was also black. So it was five total in the school uh-huh. for students. Actually, for everybody. Residents included. Just it was just five total, and, and mind you, each year they graduate eighty people. So eighty times four—that's four hundred and eighty people, and there's five. So you can see the discrepancy. Yeah. And so it, one, I th- it felt like that had put a lot of pressure on me. I'm like, I can't screw up because if I do, I'm literally taking that uh, that, that that number of minority students down. <laughs> like literally, thirty-three <laughs> percent. Taking it down to thirty-three percent. You know, like thirty-three percent of the of the African American students fail the first year of class, exactly. and it's one person. And you know that would be on like Fox News. You know that would be on this. See, this is what this we is exactly need. Exactly what I'm talking why. about. Affirmative, Affirmative action, action does not work. <laughs> exactly. Thirty-three percent and pit. <laughs> Dental students fail. That's embarrassing. You know, and so that was kind of the mentality you had going into this. You oh, know, yeah. while you, on the other hand, had a complete different. I mean, for as long as I can remember, I was either one or two. Uh, you know, black kids in the class, black black boys, especially that was very rare. Uh, going undergrad, I mean, there might have been. Let's see, bio one. There might have been eight of us in your in your eight eight in bio one. Yeah, and I'll and I'm counting. You know, biracial. Every I'm counting anything. You got to drop. We're counting. <laughs> uh, and the funny thing is, in those I'm throwing classes, some Egyptians in there. There were I'm a, that 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 felt like they were down. Eight. So yeah. And yeah. I mean, mind you, those classes had like 300 people in there. Yeah, like 400. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, you know that that number definitely dwindles along the years. It does. Right. You know, and it, I mean, like to me, it it definitely puts a lot of stress, a lot of undue stress. I think mm-hmm. you know, and it kind of I mean, it makes you feel special. But it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. I shouldn't feel special for graduating. I shouldn't feel special for doing what I wanted to do from the beginning. Well, I mean, for me, and I don't know, you can say if this is true for you too, but at some point it kind of becomes like, well, man, I have I have to do this for all the other people who didn't do it. Right. You know? You're representing it. Yeah. Like, even if like, uh, maybe I don't want to feel this field, I have these voices like, man, do you know how far you are now to give up now is like a slap in their face. Right. So I'm going to, I have to, I have to see this through. No, very true. And you know, the funny thing is even if you get through, and, and I mean, I remember even in dental school, there were people that didn't even want to come see me just because they knew or found out. I mean, th- these are patients that needed help. Mm-hmm. That honestly would say no, I don't want, I don't want that student. Yeah, and I had that. Oh yeah. Even when I went to residency, I did a GPR. Even went to residency at the VA hospital. 
I remember this. I'll never forget the story. And I, I shout out to Dr. Dr. Sullivan. Um, basically, it, the story goes like this, okay? I go into the operatory. The patient looks at me and says, oh, okay, where's the doctor? And I was like, surprise, <laughs> I'm your doctor. And he was like, um, well, no, I don't. I, where's the real doctor? And I was like, nope, again, I'm the real doctor, right? <laughs> and he's like, well, that's not what I want. And so Dr. It's Sullivan, King. right, Dr. <laughs> Sullivan comes in and goes, well, if you don't want him, who's very, very good, if you don't want him, then you don't get anybody. Uh-huh. And he literally said that. And the patient's like, well, my tooth, my just, his tooth is hurting. He's in pain. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, so what's more important? Your racism? Yeah. Or your, your pain your, or your pride? Or your pain or your pride. That's good. Your pain or your pride. And he just looked at Dr. Sullivan and he goes, all right, all right. Did the procedure. Good to go. Done. And he goes, you know what? You're not bad. You're actually really good. This was the best extraction I had. And I literally looked at him and I wanted to say, you can go F yourself. <laughs> I don't need your compliments or anything. Right now, I really did. Yeah. Sullivan, Dr. Sullivan pulls me into his room at the end of the day. And he goes, you're going to have probably more of these situations happen to you. And I was like, yeah, that sucks. He goes, yeah, I know it sucks. But this is what you got to do. You got to prove not only to yourself, but prove to me, not to them, but prove to me that you belong here. And I basically stuff up, stuck up for you because I believe in you. But these people don't believe in you because they don't know you. And you can either be upset about it and throw a tamper tantrum or just get through it and prove to them how great you are. And yeah. I was like, there you go. But Take not the high road. Right. And, and for me, I wanted to go low. I really, really did. <laughs> I wanted to basically maybe not numb him up as well. Exactly. I'm not going to pretend that I, 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 I really did. I like, uh, to, sorry, uh, sorry. Oh, oh you're still yeah. in pain? Okay. Uh, oh, man, I can't do any more and just bury in there, you uh, know? I wanted to do that. I uh, really did. No, I mean, it's it's definitely hard. And I've had um, experiences, some very um, obvious ones that are not so obvious. But, um, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, my 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 father always told me that I had to do twice, if not triple, what you know my counterpart would have to do, you know, as a black man to get a fair shake. Right. So I kind of always have that mentality. Me too. I, I hate that it had in 2019. That's something that I still think, but I, I still believe it to be true. Uh, for someone that's racist, I mean, I basically have to be, you know, the second coming, you know, and I and I pride myself on on being a good a good doctor, a good dentist. And, um, but it really tries those times and you know, the patient is uncomfortable with you specifically about race. If you don't feel comfortable because of education or you had a fit that you liked, I, I, I get that. But when you walk in the room and, you know, a lot of times my name doesn't, I mean, I guess my name was Jackson, like Dr. Jackson, they would kind of expect a little <laughs> bit. Cradock, they're not really sure. It doesn't right. really, you know, it could be anything, you know, I've literally, and I have my bios around my office. So. You know, they see pictures. Yeah, they should see a picture of it. But some patients, you know, they don't. And they say, oh, you know, I didn't expect you to be so tall. Or, you know, know, they, and I can tell, oh, if you added that in, that's great. (laughs) Good save. Um, you know, and I, I, I still remember, um, one patient and it, it always sticks out to me because he was very, very young and he was a young lawyer and, um, or a paralegal. Uh, he was in the legal field. I think I know he was trying to become. It really a doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But um, he asked me. Um, you know, he needed a simple occlusal composite, and uh, he is like, "Uh, ah, uh, okay, I see. I see what you're talking about. Uh, are you going to be able to do this? This composite? Are you going to be able? Is is that something that's in your wheelhouse? That's literally what he mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
Yeah, among things, this is one of the more simpler procedures that if I can't, then, you know, God God help me. See? And, you're you're uh, too nice, man. I'd have been like, you should get a second opinion. Well, no, it, really it gets should've. worse because oh. he's, he's, he said, you know, well, I'm just I'm just used to, you know, um, you know, Caucasian men as my dentist. Yeah. And I said, you know what? If that's where you feel comfortable, that's where you should go. But you said I have a cancer. Yeah, you definitely do. So but I need it fixed. Yeah, you definitely do. So you're not going to do it. No, you seem like you're more comfortable. You told me that. So why why leave it up to chance? Well, I just want to make sure that you just do the best job. And I said, well, you kind of lost that privilege. Oh. Now. And you kicked him out? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. See, well, I mean, I, in I, a very nice way. Well, see, you should have. Dentistry, dentistry is not, uh, you can't go into your dentist's office and say, I demand that you do this. Right. It doesn't work that way. Right. I'm not on retainer. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not your indentured servant. Right. Um, my first, my first oath is to do no harm. So. Hey, that that looks like a problem, but I'm not gonna make it worse. Let me send you somewhere else. You know. So, so do you feel like, you know, you you basically have to control yourself a lot more, basically, so that someone doesn't go oh. And I mean, I wonder actually if this is you know have you heard oh oh angry, angry black woman or whatever. Oh yeah, I angry if, black man too. Right, yeah. angry black man. I wonder if like you know you have to kind of basically hold yourself back and can't you can't have a bad day. Right, no, because no, of being a minority, can't. you can't have a bad day, right? No. Because then they're gonna look and be like, ah, "See, we expected that." Yeah, and that to me, I mean, again, I mean, I bet you people are probably listening, going, "Oh, really? Is it really that way?" But it's true. You almost have to be perfect every single day. You almost have to kind of put this allure out there that I'm the best out there, and I have to prove myself, and I have to go through all this other stuff. You can't ever have a bad day. You can't because you feel like people are gonna be judging you for everything that you do. Yeah. I mean, but at the end of the, at the end of the day, Walt, like one thing that I learned that kind of helps me get through situations like this is, uh, you know, I don't like giving people power over me. So you can literally call me on my name, say whatever you want. I'm not going to let you have the power of that. I guarantee I've been called worse. My my upbringing was such that it prepared me for like this, like uh, what I don't know what you want to call it, um, like PC racism, like right. where it's obvious, but you're not just going to say it. like I've had it in my face. So like. After that, it's kind of like, I'm not, I know I'm not what you, you don't know me, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to be happy. And that's the best way to get you mad. You know, like, I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to let you bring me down to your level. See, it's crazy because that's not even when I moved from, um, I remember actually, here's a story, real quick story. I was in Ghana. I never saw a Caucasian person until I was six years old. And I remember this day, I'll, to this day, I'll never forget this. Saw this lady. She came up, she was talking some stuff, and I was uh, in private school, so I knew a little bit of English. I mean, okay. just a little bit. Uh-huh. And she was asking for some directions or something like that, and I could spell out some stuff. You know what I mean? I'm six years old at this time. And I remember all my friends looking and going, we're thinking in our minds, oh, maybe she's she's albino. That was dead. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> no, you laugh, but I'm dead serious. Like, no, we actually funny. looked at her, and we were all thinking the same, like, oh, and that was me and my cousins. And uh-huh. we're like, oh, she's albino. That's that's what albinos look like. And that's why she's so light. Uh-huh. Never so black. You know, because we're in Ghana. We're literally like not even the capital. Because the capital, you know, Accra, like there's a mixture of people okay. do business. And I'm like four or five hours away. Like so I'm you've in, never seen a white person. I never saw a white person until I was six years old. I'll never forget. She asked me for directions. I told her I like, just go this way or something. Like, but we were all scared. We were completely afraid of her. 
We were completely wow. afraid of her. And this is how I know that, you know, even to do slavery, I'm, I'm sure my family's like, nope, mm-mm, can't trust that. <laughs> we're going the other way. Because of my innate fear that I had <laughs> as a six-year-old, I assumed at that time they were like, yo, mm-mm, nope, don't trust that. Let's move over here, guys. Let's go. That is, that is very interesting. I was definitely afraid. And I really was like, oh, they're albino. And the sad part about it is in Africa, and this is a little bit of education. In Africa, uh, it's actually a problem where albino kids, mm-hmm. witch doctors and stuff like that, will literally kill them for their hearts and stuff like that. It's You're actually very serious. serious. I'm dead serious. This is actually happening to this day. Yeah, wow. because they think that they have magical powers. And that's, if you want, look it up, guys. I want you guys to look it up. I would have to read. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but it's actually happening right now in Africa. And so, again, albinos, if, if it does happen... We we see them once in the blue moon. It's not that. So I assume that that's what that lady was. So okay. So as you you grew up, I came. Then, you, then I came to the U.S. You came. To I came the to US. the U.S. and I was eight years old, and I okay. see a lot more. Uh-huh. I also see snow for the first time. Okay. And my dad thinks it's cute. Oh, go play in the snow. I looked at that. I was like, mm-mm. It's cold. It's white. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No. And he goes, no, you're supposed to jump in there. And I said, what am I jumping in this for? I don't know what this is. I was a, I was a very cautious child. Uh, yeah. To you're this still day. very cautious. <laughs> to this you're day, still I'm very, so cautious. very cautious. So I was like, nope, not dealing with that. Mm-mm, it's cold. It's freezing out here. I'm from Ghana. It's a no. And this was like our first. I remember we came here in May. It was our first winter. Okay. My dad thought, oh, I've seen some other kids in the neighborhood playing with snow. He wants to play with snow. I said, nope, I'm good. Didn't want to play with the snow whatsoever. I'm like it's freezing out here. I understand why you guys are even out so, here. So, what age did you did you get comfortable? Would you say? Well, I mean, now I'm here, right? So now I'm in the U.S. Okay. And I mean, I have to go to school. I'm going to school. I can barely speak English. You know, what I mean, so I was in a uh, English as a second language. So people ESL. probably made fun of you for that. Absolutely, okay. and that's another thing too. So, like, you know, when someone comes into the country, they don't speak English well. Mm-hmm. As uh, kids are mean. Oh, like, yeah, period, of course. Right. So uh, on top of that, now you really can't even understand what you're really saying to each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You, you know, uh, you know, hey, I'm going to do this and, you know, you'll say something else and they're like, ah, ha, ha, that's not how you say it or you say it weird or whatever. And so you progress and you finally, you know, uh, and I, say, I think that's probably why I hate reading <laughs> and have because I was forced when I was a kid. I was forced Aww. to actually read a lot uh-huh. uh, because I want, they wanted me to get my English. Uh-huh. My grandmother was a teacher, so she would send books Christmas, you know, in the summer I'd had to write like, um, uh, what's it called? Book reports in English on, on, on different Stuff Mm -hmm. I would read, you know, I remember having to read about Abraham Lincoln and Thomas Jefferson had to write a report it in my summer. It's got to be a weird thing for you. When you hear about like the freedom of slaves, like what is your take on that? Well, I mean, to me, I never had to deal with that. I never had to think about that. That's not not my family. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the problem. It's kind of like I never, you know, and and Mm -hmm. one thing about, you know, anybody from outside and I mean, we don't really have to deal with that much too much, except for in South Africa. South Africa is different, right? Yeah, apartheid, apartheid yeah. But in, in Ghana, Nigeria, we don't really have to deal with too much of this racism stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the English colony came in and all, but it's not as severe, right? Mm-hmm. So when you come here, you're, you're almost like you assume that everybody's just on an even playing field. It's not until it's ingrained in you or someone has told you, oh, no, this is how it's supposed to be. So, and, so when did you feel you, United States... Good old U.S. of A. Uh, racism. When did when is the first time you were like, I feel this? College, college. That's okay. serious. Because where I grew up in Coatesville, I mean, it was a mixture of everybody. Okay, I graduated with everybody: Hispanics, Asians, Indians, everybody. Okay, right. So really, to me, I was like, this is what the world is. I go to college, and it's different. 
Mm-hmm. And it's completely just like it's isolation. Like basically, this is a group that's here in college. Like the Asian group has their own association or whatever group. You know, mm-hmm. the 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 Black Action Society is here, right? Uh, we have the Indian, you know, association is here. I don't think that white people had their association because it's that, called every other that's, association. That's, I'm sorry, it's racist. <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate, but they would have their. Own. It'll be racist, and they'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" That, oh, uh, that, Which is another. That, that is a good point, though, because right. they, you couldn't. There's no way that they could make like a a white student society, right. And not be like supremely racist. That, I mean, right. right. Which I mean, to me, <laughs> is that fair? I don't you think, know, is it fair I, that, that we is, have the black action society? But if you had a white action society, that's associated with some other situation. Yeah, I, I, I do see that that's very tricky. I've never thought that is very true. Right. And so for me, I was just like, I don't understand what's going on here. And and, and it, was, it wasn't it was until like, you know, I remember one time we're, I'm walking with a few of my friends and we're walking down the street. It's at nighttime. We're about to go get some pizza. And everybody went to the same pizza spot. It was horrible pizza, $5 pizza. And, you know, for $5, you're not getting quality. Oh, no. You're just getting something just kind of get you through the night. Oh, of you course. Know what I mean, it's going to turn like into carb- a in the, mar- in right. the morning. Right. <laughs> tastes like cardboard. It's going to be hard in the morning. And and we're walking and we see one or two people, Caucasians, right? Mm-hmm. Walking across the way. And they literally cross the street. Okay. And I was like, okay, I didn't think twice to do it. And my one friend goes, see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Mind you, he wasn't even talking. Uh-huh. So why he got so angry and said, this is what I'm talking about, <laughs> made no sense You're to like- me at the time. So like, you weren't even saying anything. And he was like, that's what I'm talking about. You see what they just did? And I was like, uh, I didn't see it because I didn't, you know, again, you, you I never thought, it. I never yeah. looked for it. And so the question is, if, is, is it, are we looking for it too much now? Or is it one of those things where now your your mind is open because somebody told you about it? Well, I, I feel like ignorance is bliss, you know. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of times when somebody will tell me something that happened and I have no idea. There's been people who have been around me that hated my guts, that never said a word to me, never did anything. I didn't know that they hated me just because I was black. And honestly, if someone else didn't tell me, I would have it wouldn't I would have never known. But it also like didn't affect me because I I didn't change anything I was doing. Right. And so that was great, you know. But then when you do you do see that like okay, I am being treated differently in this instance. Um, and there's been many instances for me that that's happened. It does kind of sour you on the whole experience and makes you. And then you start to look everything through that lens. Right. So it's kind of like. Well, so then here's a question for you then. Do you think that your practice would be would do better financially if you were not black? I had this question actually uh, wow, proposed that's a to good me question. last I would, week. I would like to say no, but I would I'd probably be lying. I probably it probably would be. Just cuz I mean it's people um I I and I and I have wonderful patients um for the most part. Um because you eliminate the ones you don't like, so <laughs> I, I I really don't eliminate I don't eliminate anybody forcefully, but I make it very I I make it known that like I'm not gonna just if you're not comfortable, why be here? You right. know, like it's I not agree. I'm not gonna try to win you over on something that I don't have to win you over. If you don't want a black doctor, if that is your like deal breaker, then just don't come into my office. Don't think that you can get around me though, because I own this. <laughs> this, is, this is mine. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had to have this, this conversation before. Like, I'll just see your associate. No, like, I'm I'm the dude. Like, right. I'm the man here. So, bye. We'll get you somewhere else, but you're not coming here. Um, so you've had that situation where someone said, "I want to see somebody else in your own office." Oh yeah, but I mean, I've I've also got weird things of patients who are like, "Oh, I only want to see a fee. I only want to see a young Asian female." 
and it's to very me, specific and kind of creepy, right? Yeah, it is very creepy. You're like, I wouldn't even subject my if I had an associate yeah. that fit that category, I'd be like, exactly. and no, <laughs> exactly, you and, and no, I don't have anybody. For you, you are too specific. No, no, and I, I'm being I'm being very very serious. Like certain times, it's like crazy, but those are are exceptions to the rule. Right. But sometimes you just get the view that they're not comfortable with you. But um, I probably would have done better if I was a uh, you know um, uh, the same age, uh, you know. Caucasian male. I'm sure it would be easier for just like mass production, but um, I would say most of the patients, especially in my area, are kind of forward thinking, and so they're not. I don't think that they are limited by that. Um, I do think that if you know they looked me before, so I don't know what people looked at my account and were like, uh, right, I'm gonna go somewhere else. But I, I mean, I wish you could kind of get that number. You know what I mean? I wish That'd I be kind of cool that to kind of cool. see like, oh, who clicked on it? Who was you know who went through it? Looked at your picture. Then basically said, nope, I'm not going to schedule. That would be kind of a cool – and I bet you Google already has that. So I, you you know, ask. I always find it funny because I do get – because I have, you know, on my bio that I am a Lakers fan and that will always be true. That's probably why no and, one and comes I, to you. It's not a, because you're not you're No, black. but I, lo- I love people coming to me to say – I love when fans come to me and they say that because then I'm like, oh, you actually read the bio? Um, and they give me guff and we go back and forth. Right, That's fine. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm all for that. Right. You know, I have, one, I have one patient. That was the first thing he said to me was like, oh, you're a Laker fan. Oh, sucks for you. You love Kobe or something. He said, and it just was like, weird. man, it was kind of weird. Yeah. But it was like, oh, okay, that's your, that's right. your, that's your uh, icebreaker. Okay. So it's funny because they'd say that um a lot of um a lot of dental need is in the rural areas of America, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to go to like North Dakota and, and, and Alaska, that's where dentists dentists are really needed, uh-huh. right? Do you think that if you were to say, let me go up there, do you think that the same kind of um, mentality, like small-minded mentality would be there? Or do you think that it would actually be like, oh, man, we're so glad that you're here? I think they would be glad. Okay. I I definitely think they would be glad because, uh, I mean, just I've I've been privileged to go to a couple of different places and see different walks of life. But the underserved, no matter what their, you know, ethnicity is, they understand you know, true struggle. Um, they it doesn't matter where you really come from. Right. They they can see that you're like you're you're here for for a reason. And I and I you know um, I've been on some mission trips and you I've never once had a negative experience where they were just like oh I'm not gonna receive this care from you you know and you know it's it's been in different places you know um, uh, definitely Hispanic populations that were underserved some Caucasian populations that were underserved. And, you know, I kind of expected it to be a negative, uh, you know, experience when I went to some of those rural white areas. Yeah, because you were planning, you were expecting it. Yeah, I was in my head already, you know, and maybe, I don't don't know, maybe it was just my, but I never, I never got that experience there. Like, and that's exactly where I expected it, right? Right. You know, I'm going to go in there, oh, I don't want this black doctor to right, help me right. get me out you of You would pain. think that, yeah. You know, no, and it was exactly the opposite. You know, farmers and they're just like, man, I just, this tooth has been bothering me forever. Can you help me? And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to help you out. And they, you know, shook my hand at the end and, you know, wanted to take, it was like. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, that's so awesome. I. So, I mean, I guess it kind of speaks to the fact that you can't really judge a book by its cover. Right, mm-hmm. we talk about being, you know, black minorities, or whatever, and people are judging us before they even get to experience what we can and can't do for them. Exactly, and we're kind of doing the same thing in a way. If we're thinking, oh, well, the rural areas are super racist, or they're gonna basically talk down upon us, whatever. 
And you're saying that that was actually the opposite whenever you went there. I mean, it, and it, and I and like everything, it was a small sample size. I'm not like every single person ever went there, but right. I never. It, it was exactly like my you know trips other places to underserved communities and people that actually need care. Right. Like they're people that need care generally are helpful for for the help that you're giving them. Right. And you know maybe I changed some people's minds. I don't know, I, but it. When I was there, I got nothing but, you know, um, welcoming arms. So so for this year, um, there's about, what, 6,200 new graduates Yep, that are coming out, right? And they're going to be... It's probably going to be a little bit more. It's a little bit up, more, yeah. right? And it, it, the, the good thing is, you told me this, uh, the ratio of male to female is 50-50, close it's, to yeah. it. Yeah, right? about close 49.89, yeah, so basically. Right. So basically 50, Some people 50. Are, are still figuring themselves out, so they're, they're <laughs> there like, they go, <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put other, but <laughs> they're basically 50-50 right now, yes. right? And and I bet you, and I'm hoping that, I mean, I didn't look at the numbers for minorities, but I can guarantee you it's steadily increasing just a little bit, but I honestly believe that we still have a lot of ways to go. I, I know do. I know we do. And you, you come from a, a, a wonderful program, you're... Like you said, one of how many students did you have in your class? In, oh, in, it, was, in it was one of three. I was one of three. No, but how many people? How many? How many oh, 80. students? Oh, 80. One of eighty. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my obviously, um, it's different. But I mean, even Howard. For those that don't know, Howard's dental school is not historically black. Mm-hmm. The undergrad is historically black. Right. Um, there was a, a very diverse. Uh, it, it's not a hundred percent black right. dentist there. You know, right. we had. Um, uh, Asians, Indians, Caucasians, uh, very, I'm not going to lie. There was only about like, I would say eight Caucasians. Okay. Um, in my class out of like uh, 94. 94. Yeah. Um, so everything is kind of inverse, but, um, it was still very inclusive. Um, I would say that that's obviously not the norm. There, I've, to my knowledge, only Howard and, uh, Meharry graduate more than, you know, 30 black students a, a year so right. the majority like I, it's it's literally like 95 percent of all the black student black black dentists in america graduate from those two so then there places. you go let's finish up with this then do you think it's our fault that you don't see diversity throughout the u.s and different dental schools because we're mostly going to howard and meharry yeah i mean do I, you think I, that we need to diversify and basically stretch out and go to these other schools and stuff because i know for sure if you were to apply i mean you know if you were to go to howard or if you would go to another school you probably get in but we yeah. choose we feel more comfortable right going to the howards and going to the meharry because we don't see you know so little of ourselves we see more of ourselves i mean for me i i wanted to that experience, I figured, you know, my whole educational life, I've I've always kind of been the minority, and I kind of wanted to see what it was different. Mm-hmm. And there was definitely differences, um, some good and some bad, you know. Um, but it, it was so that is what draw drew me to to Howard. But um, I, I would say that every place doing a little bit more would make sense, and and I don't mean that just for black students. I mean for like all minorities. Like honestly, I think. If we did a better job of just making it look, um, um, we're talking about one or two students. I, I, I mean, I'm going to be very honest. There's, your story is not is not different than other 
black dentists that I met who didn't go from Howard, you right, know, right. they were one or two of that's a whole it. class. And that's what I'm saying. I think it needs to improve. Yeah. I it, really do. I think it needs to improve. And this is not the the, the place for this. You know, this podcast is not going to improve anything. But yeah. I do believe that, you know, if you were to just put yourselves out there and we're talking to minority students right now and saying, you know what, I'm going to apply to these other schools. Yeah. One, I bet you you'll be able to find more scholarships and stuff to pay for your school. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Those, because they want to get you into that school. Those schools get funded. They get funded <laughs> big time. You <laughs> if know? you don't have a, one black student or any minorities, you, the they're going to look at the school as like, what are you doing? Wrong. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, you know? know, are you, are you, you know, is your um, admissions um, standards up to par? Because just off numbers and statistics that makes zero sense that's it yeah you know so again i i think that we might need to diversify and stretch ourselves out a little bit mm-hmm. i understand i understand i mean from your point of view you wanted that experience of having more and not being a minority uh-huh. right for me i didn't care i really didn't care but it, i didn't really start noticing the minority issue until i got to college mm-hmm. because in high school i mean i, I was the majority in, in the neighborhood and everything. In high school, so, you were the majority. I mean, pretty much. Okay. You know what I mean? So it really, I mean, Coatesville High School is a great school. At least I thought it was. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So again, I just think that whenever you don't see yourself, you start to go, okay, how can I possibly do that? Maybe I need to go to a you know, uh, predominantly black school. You know, I don't know. I, I Again, like I said, this is not the place to solve that. But being, uh, being a minority in school, being a minority in uh, life as a dentist, it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. I honestly do believe that people will look at you and go, oh, you're my dentist or whatever. And it's sad. It's 2019, but we still have the same mentality, yeah. same closed-minded mentality. And people are always surprised, like, oh, you must have done really well to get And I'm like, well, yeah, okay, would you say that to somebody else? You know, and you, I mean, to me, I feel like you can't take it personal, but it's hard not to take it personal. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it, you... It's hard not to take it personal, but for your own well-being, you probably shouldn't. Just because, I mean... True. Don't give somebody else power. I guess. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of petty, too. So <laughs> You are very petty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we will stop it here. Mm-hmm. We will uh, get feedback and hope that you guys, you know, let us know. If somebody wants to come on and talk at, from a, po- a different point of view, I don't care. If you're like, listen, guys, you know what? It's not easy being white either. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Let's hear your point of view. I'm okay with that. You know, I want to believe you, but it's hard. But I'm okay. Come on and let's talk about this and let, let's see. Let's hear you out. I mean, I definitely want to hear um, because we talked about like it being 50% female. You know, that used to not be the case in dentistry at all. You it know, was a good old boys club. It was a good old boys club. So, like, I, I kind of want to know what is the what is the feeling there? Because if, if we've made a change, but does it feel like when you're a female dentist, do you feel like you still have to prove yourself more because I right. feel like that's probably a, some uh, right. of the case as well. Right. And then if let's just say you have kids, is it frowned upon? Do you look like, oh, man, I have kids now. I'm going to be looked down upon or I have to take time to take care of my kid. Is mm-hmm. that right? Or, you know, there's all these other factors that go into being a woman and being a professional, owning your own practice. Does that take away from your practice? Do patients go, oh, my God, I can't believe that my dentist is now has to go and take maternity leave. I mean, that, how, you know, dare they? how dare they take <laughs> care of their child how dare know? they have a life right and i mean again if a guy did that i don't know if they would look the same They'd probably be like oh man what a great dad you know <laughs> yeah no, oh, he took a day he took a day off 
That's that's amazing. <laughs> that's you know? like me when I'm pushing the stroller. I feel like oh, I'm yeah. like the, the greatest dad. Oh, I go to the world. People to the... just randomly tap me on the back. Way to go. Good job, buddy. Good job. Oh, Take you're an awesome your dad. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my wife hates it. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I'm like, do you see that? Do you see what I'm doing? <laughs> you're welcome. You know? And I'm saying you're welcome to somebody <laughs> that's my child. Exactly. But anyway, so we will talk to you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentist with an S at gmail.com. That's realdentist, R-E-A-L, dentist with an S at gmail.com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.